You are listening to The Mel and Anna Show with Melissa Bucken and Anna Saucier. Episode number two. Hey, what's up? Welcome to The Mel and Anna Show podcast, where we're chatting all things in the cycle of life, from family and friendship to food and fertility and everything in between. We believe in dreaming big, showing up every day, and taking imperfect action. This is the path to uncovering your inner genius. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thanks so much to tuning in. Hi. So here I am with Anna. Today we are going to talk about stuff. 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 There's a lot of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where's the stuff? Where's the stuff? And so I want to begin with, I am so fascinated. Um, So first a little backstory. So Anna and I are dear friends. We've um, been working together for a few years and just love each other dearly. I am fascinated by this woman. So she's traveling the world with her family of four, carrying everything that she owns on her back. And so here I am, we're meeting up in Toronto, and for four days, I'm pretty sure I have more stuff than her entire family. (laughs) Well, no, okay, say that back, but I mean, really, so in the bathroom, so we're sharing a bathroom, and her entire family has like one little corner of the bathroom and then you open the medicine cabinet and there's all my stuff. I mean, kind of humbling, kind of embarrassing, kind of humbling, but I mean, come on, I need my moisturizer and my mascara. So, so Anna, just, I, I have to know. So I know it was a process, but tell me, how did you work through getting rid of all of your belongings and deciding what you were going to take with you on this incredible journey of touring the world? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm really glad that I started so far ahead. Um, So we took off in June, and I think I started in January. Just, so first of all, you know, this is the very first thing, is having, uh, we always had a box of where things could go that were going to be given away. Now, it was funny. In the beginning, I thought I was going to like have a bunch of garage sales, you know. But I decided that those were really more of a time, you know, waster probably than they were worth. So I ended up getting just giving away all of the little stuff, you know. We sold furniture and I sold things that had bigger value. Um but then really just not constantly thinking about it, but constantly being aware of particularly this has not been used or touched in a year. You know, I like to use that as a rule of thumb. This has not been used or touched in a year. And if, you know, if it's valuable, I'd put it up for sale. If, if um, you know, if it was just of lesser value, then I'd put it in the giveaway box or throw stuff away. You know, it's always, can I throw it away, give it away, or sell it? Or... Do we really need it? Now, what's interesting with this transition, you know, what I'm talking about can be done anytime. You're getting ready to move or just constant day-to-day life, you know. Do I really need this? Give it away. Um, But we were getting ready to take off with just very few possessions. We're talking like five shirts each, um, maybe one pair of shorts, two pairs of pants, and... But we still needed for the next several months until we left, like all the whole kitchen and all of the, 
um, furniture and all of that stuff. So it was that process of, okay, what can, what can I start getting rid of now? And then the next thing and the next thing. And then it was kind of like, okay, what's left? And because I had some idea of I know what we need to bring, but at a certain point it was we've gotten rid of like everything I can right now. And and then I just had to start packing and see what fit and then everything else. So there has to be left. a spirit of, of, de of constant detachment there. So this approach yeah. that, that you're, you're talking about, this is not a new concept. This is something that I practice as well. Our box is our garage. So our garage always, we always have a pile in the middle of our garage of stuff that we're, I feel like we're constantly getting rid of stuff, but it's because we're constantly bringing stuff in. Mm -hmm. So for you in this lifestyle, you were getting rid of stuff, but you're not bringing it in. But even in, so we were in Mexico for two months. Um, my four-year-old son was doing painting classes twice a week. So we accumulated like 20 paintings. <laughs> I saw them. You posted yeah. them on Facebook. And, it, and I was thinking, I'm like, how do they get rid of those? Like childhood artwork is so dear to me. I have a whole boxes and boxes in our attic. But yeah. it's in our attic. Who's that serving? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's true. And um, I mean, fortunately for us, we actually moved around a lot even before this. And so every time you, I think the more you move, the heavier the stuff feels. And so I think through that, I created this um, mind or belief that stuff is heavy. And so even before we decided to do this travel, um, I just had this habit of, oh my gosh, we have so much stuff, <laughs> um, which, you know, if you're dwelling on it too much, can be too much, can be a little heavy, but uh, I was just always wanted to get rid of stuff that we, that we didn't need. So, but for the, for the paintings, we have all the, we have photos of them and then we actually mailed the whole stack to my mother-in-law and she's going to mail out a painting to different people that you know we've asked her to send different people that is incredible oh my gosh that is that is beautiful i love that i love it and i love that you're taking action on that that you are creating good for the world so it's i mean you could go either way on this so you have to get rid of the paintings because of your yeah, life situation you're they, not they fit in our bags <laughs> so but Sorry, what honey. a beautiful teaching moment of Okay, we have to say goodbye to the paintings and and what do you do or we're creating we're creating goodness for the world and you are giving yeah. so everything that your child created is being a gift for somebody and i encourage you like maybe if you know who it's going to, to get a picture with him so that your child can see where they're going yeah, I just, I no, mean, that's gosh, that's and so he, great. he was not completely on board with this i mean i should say he wasn't like no he, he was not thrilled that his paintings were going away so we had to work through but that, this is but. a process yeah. getting rid of stuff so if he can see that mm -hmm. his painting is on somebody's wall yeah then that's going to help circle back this whole experience of creating the painting and then seeing it bringing joy to somebody else's space so yeah it was um, interesting with it. the kids just as we were preparing to leave um I was getting rid of so much stuff and most of it was selling oh I'm gonna sell this I'm gonna sell this so at certain times, I would like be collecting their toys, not necessarily to get rid of, but just cleaning up or something. And um, you know, my four-year-old would be like, "Mama, I don't want to sell that." You know, 
You know, this was this is what's going on like full time in the house. We're getting rid of things. No, 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 Mama, don't sell that yet. They're please. sneaking it back in the house. Right, sneaking sneaking the teddy exactly. bear back in the but house. But we did. I would, I would. We were probably every couple of weeks. I was coming back to, okay, are you ready to go through the books again? So you know, we they had three shelves of books. Um, let's go through the books. Which ones are you ready to give away? You know, and we would just circle back to that so much. Um, I would get rid of a lot of them behind their backs too, but <laughs> um, but have them be part of the process of what are you ready for now? You know, what are you ready for? Yeah, now? stuff stuff can really overtake us, and um, so I did. I did go through a Marie Kondo stint, where oh. I have you heard of this approach? Yes, I've or, heard of it, but it's I basically really looked well, at it. Well, it's exactly what you described. Of you know, do I need this? Like, do I do I? Is it serving me now? Has it served me in the past? And Will I really like that future? language of mm -hmm. is is this serving me or somebody in my family yeah. right now? Yeah. And so I actually I when I was going through this, my I had one of my children was kind of following me along this process, so they learned it, and, and apparently it made an impression on them. So now they're my little Marie Kondo of our. Is that how you say her name? Is that right? <laughs> I think so. Um, of of our home, and so good of like we don't need this. Um, do you love it? I'm like, well, yeah, kind of. Well, are you still using it? No. Mm -hmm. Okay, give it a hug, say goodbye, and thank it for its purpose. <laughs> Oh, I like and, that. Um, yeah. But seek my children be like, yeah, no, it was good. I'm ready to pass it on. Mm -hmm. And now not all of my kids are, are good about getting rid of stuff, but I have one who really keeps me accountable mm -hmm. for getting rid of stuff. But we still have so much stuff. So our, we flooded um, in, in the Houston floods a couple years ago, lost pretty much all of our belongings on the first floor of our home. And actually, it was like this amazing opportunity to clear out our garage. I mean, it was a horrible, you know, devastation. But it completely made us start from scratch and now the garage is just busting at the seams ready to be cleaned out again and like how can you accumulate so much stuff in so little time boxes and school projects and artwork yeah. and can you talk about that, that process because you've told me about this before but to tell our listeners when when you realized that what was happening in the house um, that you were going to lose a lot of stuff mm -hmm. what did you guys do so we well, first we frantically moved as much stuff as we could upstairs, like the, mm -hmm. the, the things that were not replaceable and, and documents. But we got to this point where like, okay, like this is, you know, th this is our home, but it's never going to be the same space. It's about to go through a complete transformation, devastation, and we don't know what that looks like. So we gathered our family together. We all sat on the floor um, and we just prayed together. We prayed together and we we gave thanks for the home as it was and how it served our family and then we said okay tomorrow this home is going to look very different mm -hmm. and we didn't even at that point i didn't even know if it would if we would leave like i had no idea it was mm -hmm. a time of crisis yeah, wow. so we just we said goodbye and it, we, it was just this this little practice of closure preparing the children that we don't know what to expect we just know it's not going to look like today mm -hmm. and that was powerful we put them to bed and then our home proceeded to flood. I think we'd probably do a whole other episode on that. Um, but we woke up the next day, and there were no tears. Like, my kids transitioned beautifully through that. And it's interesting. Like, I've never been through anything like that in my life. Going through something, you realize what your reaction mode is. I think we all have our different reaction mode when we're mm -hmm. in a crisis. Yeah. Um, but my kids all handled it very, very well to the point that when the school year started, the teachers did not realize that they were flood kids because there were certain characteristics hmm. that all of the flood kids, as they called them, were exhibiting. And wow. my kids, none of my kids showed that. 
Um, and I just, um, I don't, I don't take credit for that at all. Just that we realize stuff is just stuff. Stuff can be replaced. Our family unit, us being together, that's what's really important. And I think that helps us to talk about, you know, this next point of physical stuff can get in a way, but so can the emotional and the mental stuff. Like that can really clutter ourselves as well. So, um, well, yeah. I, can I just say, yeah. I, I think you should give yourself a little credit because <laughs> for the fact that you had the, you know, made the decision and the insight to stop in the middle of a crisis, you know, which is really just like a, a heightened time of transition, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, which we talked about in the last episode. Yeah, exactly. To stop and, um, and be in it, to be aware and to talk about the fact that, okay, this is big and out of our control. Yeah, exactly. This is out of our control. We don't know what's going to happen next. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, it's awareness and recognition. And, and I, yeah, I think that segues us very well into the stuff of um, you know, the emotional stuff, the mental stuff that can get in the way because in those things too, if we don't stop, um, it's with the physical too. It, 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 this, I'm hesitating because um, I'm just kind of thinking in the moment that we talked about physical stuff and we talked about the importance of, it's almost like stopping very quickly throughout everything that you're doing and saying, you know, do I really need this anymore? Is this serving me? Just, you know, that takes a half a second. But it's an awareness. And an awareness in these big times is really important. Um, for, the, for the physical stuff, for you saying goodbye, I love how you said goodbye, thank you for serving me, you know, for the time that you've been around. Um, but that is hugely important to not let the emotional, maybe a heightened emotion, or we can let the intensity of even daily life get in the way of what's really important, you know, or just living life or making progress toward goals. And that's hard. That is a really hard practice to not let emotion overcome a situation right and yeah. I see that that would have been so easy to happen in your situation with the flood okay like, so let's be real though like so after we did flood I kind of had this like freak out Huckleberry Finn moment where I was going to go chop down fences and create a raft boat because I thought the entire world was <laughs> was flooding but that's okay was but never I think at that time day. you had to kind of process in a crazy way because yes. it was a crazy time it was I know my my children looking at me like you're drafting planes to build a raft out of the fence <laughs> like yes we're not going down <laughs> and that's maybe we just have to say okay build the plants you know yeah. just get, get it that's out of your system, right? <laughs> just draw out that raft <laughs> you know i i was i'm thinking of a um of a situation so my husband and i were in beijing together and anybody who's been in some of these you know it in the u.s like our big cities are not like big cities in some other places in the world i mean we were so amazed by just the, I mean, the, so many people 
and it's so concentrated in certain areas. Anyway, so we made the mistake or the adventurous choice to be on the subway in Beijing and it happened to be rush hour time. Well, over there, they actually have people whose job, they call them pushers, whose job it is to push more people onto the subway. So it's, it's literally it's so packed, they have to push people so the doors can close, okay? So we're standing, like we're, we're holding hands to just stay connected to each other, but we really are kind of you know, making all these motions that you obviously can't see. Um, and so we're on the, you know, we're staying connected to each other. We're on this super crowded subway. I'm literally, I'm five foot three, so I'm not that tall. And it was so, like, I'm going like this to get fresh air to breathe. So she's putting her neck up yes. like a giraffe for all oh, of you sorry. who can't see her. <laughs> she, she's playing see. out this physical story that's quite fascinating, but none of you can so, see So, yeah, it. so we got my head, you know, my neck tilted, my head up so that I can get air from above the people. Um because they're not, you know, all as short as I they're am. They're not all 5.30. So, yeah. So then the, the stops, the subway stops, and the lights go out. It's like we lost power, right? So we're in this extremely crowded subway car, and every, there were, like, these tiny emergency lights. We couldn't see anything. Um, I think they made an announcement. We couldn't understand it. Everybody else around us probably didn't speak English. And so we have no idea how long this is going to last. Um, and it, it probably lasted 15 seconds, you know, and then it turned on and, and went. Um, I don't remember feeling in, like anything really during that time, but when we got off, I just started crying, you know, and it was just like this like flood of emotion. Yeah. So your flight or fight or flight response was kicking in in the moment. You were going to get emotional. Like, yeah, you were going to you know, survive. Freeze. And I think, yeah, I think like my mind yeah. races of what we're going to yeah. do. Yes. And, and creates this plan. Mm -hmm. um, and then the emotion yeah. happens wow. later. I don't know uh, what that has to do with stuff. But well, <laughs> how you, well, that emotional stuff of, you know, you're holding on to it, but you have to process it later. And so we do, like, we have to process yeah. stuff. So you've been talking about how to process physical stuff. And so it's interesting we're talking about this. We both have a similar approach of, okay, we're always saying what can we give what can we donate or what what do we need to keep what do we need to donate what do we need to dispose of mm -hmm. um it sounds like it's a, a pretty continual process for both of us yeah i just i think i have way more crap than you do and it's <laughs> constantly coming and i really need to work on that but then so we're processing physical stuff but we also have to process the mental and the emotional stuff as well we can't ignore it so that was a very yeah. intense moment. Only 15 seconds, but very, very intense. And so you processed it through a flood of tears. Um, but if we, you, you didn't bottle it up. Yeah, you talk up. about it. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, that's it. That's an interesting connection with the physical because it is just, it's awareness. Wow, man, that was really intense. You know, and even if you do, it doesn't have to be something that you deal with for two hours, but recognizing it, um, and that that is vulnerable um you know thankfully my husband is very understanding and was like you know you get you get held and comforted and and in just talk, being able to talk it through yeah that was like crazy you know what could have happened and because that's all the things that you're thinking of in the moment um, yeah, I, I think that's powerful. And then, you know, I think we can bring this down to, you know, as we're talking about, we talked about it in the last episode of, of living intentionally. 
um, how can we be intentional <laughs> to not let this stuff keep us from our life's journey of whatever we are called mm -hmm. to? And for me, it's really realizing that I'm not as important as I think I am. You know, it's like getting over yourself hmm. and just doing what you're called to do. Mm -hmm. um, because if I get in my head, then it's all of those voices and villains that bring me down and keep me from doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing, what my purpose is in this world. But it's the clutter of my mind that will pull me back. So when I can really work through getting rid of the stuff that's keeping me from accomplishing my goals, then it's all the better. Mm -hmm. It gets done. The stuff gets done. But when I let that stuff, and it's a lot of it is just this mental mind game. Yeah. Where you get this, in your head. Yeah, and the stuff, and the, the stuff that we think about ourselves, about what we either do um, or things that happen to us. Mm -hmm. And I want to clarify when I say I'm not that important. I know I'm important. I'm a worthy person. I am, you know, I am a person and I have the, this great self-worth. But as far as, like, I don't care what people think. I don't care about mm -hmm. the opinions of others. Um, it's not about how I'm – it's not a reflection of me, the work that I do. I'm doing this work to make impact for other people. Yeah. And yeah. so it's not about me. Right. It's about right. me being a vessel – to provide my my work for the world, mm -hmm. whatever I'm called to do, my impact. Because we all are here for a purpose. We all have our calling to, to make impact, to make mm -hmm. a positive change, to make this world a better place. So, um, you know, one of my favorite shirts says, be the change you want to see in the world. Mm -hmm. And who is that? Who is that that says that? Somebody, I somebody important, I'm Angelo. sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I love putting that shirt on when I work out in the morning mm -hmm. um, just to say, you know, yeah, like I, I'm here as a vessel to, to contribute good to the world. And it's just not about me. Yeah, we get all, all up in our heads of judgments mm -hmm. of or, or thinking that things that happen or things that we do are like a telling us who we are. But really, truly, we need to get rid of all that stuff and just, uh, in order to, you know, get rid of all that stuff in order to uncover. That's why I don't like, you know, we're not like creating ourselves in what we do, the things that we do or like, you know, self-help or, or making ourselves better. I, you know, I don't really agree with that. I think the work needs to happen in uncovering who we truly are because that person is already there. It's not somebody who that we create. It's it's all the crap that we need to get off uh, of who we actually so are. Good. That is so good. I love that, that we're not creating a better version of ourselves. We're getting rid of the crap to exactly. uncover who we really are. Yeah. Just that discover. is gold. Yeah, yes. discover and uncover. Oh, so for those of you really listening, are. I just love that. Like, y you are there. Like, the best version of yourself is you right yeah. now. Just, yeah. you just have to uncover that. You've already yeah. been created to be who you were created to be. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's really, really good. I love that. Love that. Awesome. So, we're going to get rid of the stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a process. Mental, emotional does not happen overnight. Doesn't happen overnight. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to get rid of some stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all are, but, constantly. Yeah. Okay, bye for now. Okay.